0: Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And we hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving last week. Um, If you did not know, we signed off for the week and enjoyed the holiday. But we are back today with part two on our discussion on depression and suicide. And so we also want to just invite back Brooke. We've dropped the special guest. She is still special. (laughs) You are special. But she is just continuing to be our guest. That we're grateful she keeps joining us for these conversations. As always, she brings so much to the table in the conversation. So,
1: Hi, Brooke. Hi, <laughs> that's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to kind of continue on with this conversation that we started a couple of weeks ago yep. on the topics of, of depression and suicide. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit at that time about how these really can be very standalone mm-hmm. topics, but they, there's so much about them that can go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, and just the relation of depression to suicide is, is huge statistically. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know when you even just get online and just Google overcoming depression or overcoming suicide, you're going to get tons of information. Yeah. There's tons out there. So many articles and websites that are going to pop up. that are going to give you lots of really helpful tools. I mean, there's a lot out there that's good. So true. that's helpful. Um, Steps to take, like you know, taking care of yourself, you know, finding a good counselor, pursuing medication if you need it, exercising regularly, taking vitamins, getting your sleep, doing all of those things, Mm -hmm. which they are important, and and there's a lot out there that is helpful. But really, what we kind of want to focus in on today is talking about the the biblical keys to overcoming depression and suicide, and because you can get a lot of that other information out there. Mm -hmm. But you know, when we think about what we've seen in our residential program here at Mercy, and and how many girls have come into this program struggling with these with these issues, and how we've really helped them overcome by using some of some of those things that I mentioned, but also, and most importantly, bringing in biblical wisdom, biblical yeah. tools um, for helping them to overcome. Um, because I think we would all agree that honestly, outside of The miraculous touch of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like the best you're gonna do with most things is just cope. Like the best you're gonna do is just kind of survive. And so we don't want to land there. Yeah. We want to go to that next step. So that's kind of where we're going today.
2: Yeah. And I want to go ahead and mention. I know we touched on this last time, but Mm -hmm. you know there is a piece. You said medication is one of the options. One of the many options Mm -hmm. of what you'll find. And we're gonna focus on the biblical principles. But I do want to say there is a value Mm -hmm. for medication. That's right. And I don't want anybody to hear that there is not and we have people on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have the people who are like don't you dare take away my Lexapro and right god bless it and then there's other people who are don't you dare give me anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, we, I understand that we have listeners of varying degrees of that spectrum, yeah. if that makes sense. So I do want to say, I mean, there's definitely an added value for it. Um, you know, what our focus on is the root. Mm-hmm. And while there may be some physiological components that medication can help address, um, and even with us, you know, our, the residents in our programs, you know, we they see physicians and psychiatrists yeah. and if they have medications and that's a part of their journey, then so be it. Um But the key word is really addition. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that this is not a Band-Aid. I I had a Mm -hmm. conversation one time in drug treatment, and it was actually with a family member of one of the kids. And um, she said, you know, well, I um, I tried some depression medicine, but it didn't make me happy. Hmm. So it didn't work. And I was like, yeah, kid, that's not what it does. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, part of it is, like, you know, I think just being aware of, like, the marketing and the expectations you have for what medication will do, but just knowing that often and in it's... Frankly, it's best form. It's a means to an end, right? The idea is that hopefully you don't have to live on this for all eternity. Sure. If you do, that's fine. As long as that's something you are good with and you've prayed through and you were at that spot, you know, so I'm not trying to speak mm. against anybody in that place. Um, but often the healthier and I, and I mean, I can say often meaning I, 80% of the people that I've worked with and gone through like they're doing really well and they get to a place where the medication actually hinders that yep, that's especially right. because a lot of those can just make you like you don't feel sad but you also don't feel happy Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Kill so all, I've sure. worked with a lot of people who are like well I'd rather feel happy mm-hmm. <laughs> some and sad a lot than not at all And yeah. not yeah. feel anything And not totally feel anything yeah than numbed out and so you know it, I, I keep that in mind Yeah. That when we get into depression we're not saying you know or don't hear this is something if if i have this mm-hmm. it is for eternity and i must be on medication because there's something inside me that is wrong right right and so it can be a means to an end but also if you're like i think i might need it but i've you know yeah. then does that mean i'm not trusting the lord we're mm-hmm. not saying that mm-hmm. either okay so right. good. you've got like, to really decide that you know with the lord with your support people you know for your journey mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah.
0: yeah and i can think of one person in particular that I remember counseling even in the program, where she came in and she was so low and so tired and so unclear in her mind. Like she had so much of just, I mean, she was really, really struggling with a lot of depression. And we acknowledged the fact that you know what, a little bit of medication for a season of time will actually help bump you up and out enough for you to actually be able to do the heart deep healing work. And once she was on that little bit of medication, it did the job to help position her to have the clarity of mind and to have a enough focus and even her emotional capability to go okay now I can actually get with the Lord and walk this out and heal and eventually she came off the medication and so it served the purpose in that season of time but I remember her having the same struggle like is it do I not have faith if I need to take Mm -hmm. medication Mm -hmm. and we were really able to go you know what and she actually even heard from the Lord about it like Lord is this something I need to do and he gave her the go ahead like we need to get some things settled so that you can do the heart work once you do that then you'll come off the medication and that's exactly how it played Mm -hmm. out And it was very cool to see how it helped her in the process. But it wasn't a Band-Aid, and it didn't try to fix everything. It just helped addition. It was a good addition to her healing process. Right, right. Something to to use while you are pursuing. Exactly. The and doing the real stuff, healing. Because right. really that is the next point we want to kind of hit on for a minute is that ultimately what I've seen over the years, I'm sure Brookwood you Mel as well, is that reality is that root stuff like we talked about the last time is that so often we we miss the fact that people if we aren't really being mindful that there is such a level of trauma and abuse and difficulty and all the root structure to depression and suicide. Mm -hmm. And I have found so many times I'll work with people who are like, you know what, I'm having all these thoughts and I don't even want to kill myself. I don't want to end my life, but I've come to such a place of hopelessness. I'm so isolated. I'm so sad. I feel like my life has no purpose. I have no vision for the future. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is these options, using my quarter fingers, if you could see me, these (laughs) options become options that in a normal situation, that person would never come across. They would never desire these things, but because they've had so many issues and hurts come up throughout their lifetime, options have become options to them that they would have never otherwise dealt with. And so that's why it's so important that we're really getting to the root of things and really going, how do I invite the Lord into this to allow him to come in And to work on the heart stuff, because then, like we've talked many, many times, when you really get to the root of the issue, stuff just starts falling off. Mm -hmm. You begin to Mm -hmm. go, oh my gosh, my emotions are starting to equal out again. I actually laughed really, really hard the other day about something. I haven't belly laughed in years. Do you know what I mean? You just start seeing things start to come back to life because you've dealt with the real root and the mm-hmm. real issue at hand. Suddenly, I don't have any thoughts of hurting myself. In fact, I can't believe I ever even thought of that because life is at a better place now because I've healed and I've dealt with what was really at the root. Yeah. And so just being mindful that that is really at the end of the day, so often what this can come down to right. and right. not just staying in those branches. It's so important. Right.
1: Well, and I think it can be very easy for us to just kind Of land in the areas of like physiologically what's going on, emotionally what's going on in these things. But I mean, this is this is so much a spiritual issue so and like when i think about just like uh depression and anxiety and things like that i think like of course if the enemy wants to steal anything from us mm-hmm. does he not want to steal our joy and steal our peace and steal our life yes. like because I, I think especially when i'm thinking about people who follow jesus like mm-hmm. I think the best witness they have to the world is joy and peace that's right like because I really think that's what makes you stand apart from the norm because in the midst of hard, dark circumstances and goodness knows like our world's a little jacked up right now and in the midst of all of that when someone can stand in a place of joy and peace it's like what do you have? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on with you that you're able to live in that place in the midst of like so many dark and hard things totally so i'm like it just makes sense to me that those would be some of the first things that the enemy wants to steal from us is our joy and our peace and so i think for us to ignore the spiritual side of this and how much of this is so much a a spiritual attack and this is this is engaging in spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. um i think it's so important that we remember that and and really know how to even address that and i think about just how scripture talks about the enemy being the the father of lies, yeah. how it, it's his native language. He doesn't speak anything but deception, and he never has before. Mm-hmm. John eight forty four is where it talks about that. Um, and, and I think that one of the ways that he really attacks um, the children of God is just, especially those who are depressed or who are really hurting or who are in a really low place, as mm-hmm. um, he starts to really plant those lies of their worth mm-hmm. and what they are and their value, and really even telling them things like, well, you don't even you don't even deserve to live. Like yeah. who would even care if you weren't around? You know, it would probably just be better if you just took your life, if you mm-hmm. were just gone. And and I think sometimes he also can create almost kind of this like picture of, of what it would be like in this fantasy mm-hmm. around how if you just took your life, you would finally be free. Yeah, Like there would be a relief that comes from that. And, and so what can happen is people don't even realize at the end of the day that the enemy can plant those thoughts. So like true. those aren't always just your thoughts. And assuming that- Anything that pops into my head is, is a thought from me or maybe even a thought from God, mm-hmm. um, but that the enemy can plant those lying ideas and those lying thoughts into your mind. And so I think for us to be aware of that, for us to understand that that is his mode of attack, like his mode of attack is deception. That's, that's how, how he's, he's always been. And that's how he's always going to continue to be. And so when we can be aware of that, but when we can also know how to recognize the lie, what mm-hmm. to do when, I mean that's again, that's a whole nother podcast we probably have lots of podcasts about that yes. renewing, <laughs> like, renewing the mind, the mind. And knowing how <laughs> yeah. to address the lies that the enemy plants um, in our minds is huge and also understanding what it means to walk in our authority yes. as children of God and mm-hmm. that again is probably lots of other podcasts we've got Absolutely. out there about that, but like that's another huge element of that is understanding what is mine, what is my inheritance as a daughter of the king and how do I walk in that and mm-hmm. how do I walk in these and enforce the defeat of the enemy um, in my life on a daily basis. Yeah, and I just want to
0: reiterate what you just said too, Mel. So often people, I mean, believers who love Jesus and hear from him, there's a revelation that sometimes comes when we realize, wow, just because that came to mind doesn't mean it was my thought. Like if I didn't intentionally think it, it wasn't my thought. And I'm thinking of someone right now that I've been working with recently who's been struggling with some suicidal ideations. And this individual has been struggling because they're like... I'm not thinking these things. And for them to realize, wow, that could have actually been a thought the enemy has started to plant in my mind that I have authority over, everything has changed. Mm -hmm. Because they were so confused. Like, wait a minute, if this is something that's coming to mind, am I crazy? Is this something I'm creating? Is this actually something I do want that Mm -hmm. I didn't know I wanted? Like, it puts you on the crazy train if you don't realize how the enemy tries to plant lies Mm -hmm. and tries to plant thoughts. But when you realize, wait a minute, this is something that's trying to come in that is outside of me that I have authority over, It's a game changer. And so I think that's something to really reiterate again, that if you have thoughts that are coming to your mind that you did not think, they don't have to be yours. Mm -hmm. And if they're not life-giving and they're not truth, then take authority over them, command the enemy to shut his mouth and leave you alone, and you will see a shift that starts to happen. Mm -hmm. There's a very real spiritual piece to all of this. And I just feel like at this stage too, it's just, we're gonna talk through, of course, as we always do, a couple practical pieces. Um, but I also just want to reiterate, especially as we're talking through this stuff and we're saying, okay, get to the root and pray and renew your mind. Some of that stuff may be for our listeners that are like, yes, I know how to do that. I'm going to do it today. For those of you that are listening and you're like, I'm not really sure what that looks like. How do I begin to do that? We just want to encourage you to check out our Keys to Freedom study. This is not some big money maker for mercy. This is not something that we're pushing for those reasons at all, but we really believe in this resource as an option and a possibility to really connect our listeners and those that read it to go, okay, this is how you do these things, that there is such an equipping piece to that because it's one thing when we go, yeah, go renew your mind and you're like, I have no idea Mm -hmm. what that means. But this Keys to Freedom study, which you can find on our website, really does the exactly that it lines out all of these things and gives you a space to begin to learn how to do these things and for those of you that maybe know how it's still not going to hurt to get a refresher i know i'm constantly coming back to some of this stuff and going lord i'm using it mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. it's a the reality sure. of being equipped as believers of god yep. and so that's one little thing that well, comes everything to mind that
1: we just discussed i'm thinking they're like renewing the mind Mm-hmm. Standing in your authority. All those things are yep. unpacked in that study. Dealing so with heart like, Hurts. Yeah, I wanna know about that. Yeah. It's a great place to start. It so, really yeah. is.
2: I completely agree. And honestly, even from a clinical standpoint, when mm-hmm. you can take the time to work through something on your own, we we just don't. Yeah. Right. We yeah. t- we don't, we go, Okay, I'm depressed, this is how it is, or I'm sad or I'm you know, whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. this is just how it is. And we don't take the time to actually um Address ourselves with the Lord, right you know mm-hmm. we're busy taking care of everything else, everyone else around us, and so um even for me when prior to actually me even working here, um the first version, version one ditch mm-hmm. the baggage, right, <laughs> um I worked through that, and it was just amazing to me, it hit me, I go, oh like. I don't take time mm-hmm, to think yeah. about what I need to deal with and, and the Lord really revealed some amazing stuff in that yeah, that's so and the cool. way that it's broken down and, and I love Keys to Freedom the way Keys to Freedom is broken down is it allows you to actually go through and then as you're doing this if you're doing it with someone else I think that's even better but even if you're just doing it by yourself and you realize wow that's a little bit deeper I think I need to go an extra step and mm-hmm. do some counseling or do some accountability and do all of that you know we're not saying this is a f- fixer of all things but what it does it allows you to take the time for the lord to actually speak to you yeah um and gives you some practical steps through that and that's one of my favorite things about it so anyway i did want to actually mention that before i jumped to the yeah (laughs) the next part which are some what are some steps that we can take uh when we acknowledge that our struggle with depression and or suicide is rooted in hurts Mm -hmm. okay so we're talking about we know we're like yeah i know i know where that's (laughs) from right um and i want to say this one of the things too is I think you really need to define what depression is for you. Right. As you're thinking this through, okay? We we get suicide again referring back to last week, we talked about depression can be a myriad of things. Mm-hmm. And I think you really need to identify what it is for you. Is it lack of sleep? Is it loss of interest? Is it sadness? Pick like specifically what it is and how that affects you. Yeah. You know, um and so a lot of times we say depression like it's this giant thing, and I think if you break it down, that will make this a little bit easier mm-hmm. um to do. So So one of the things is obviously begin to seek the Lord about how he sees you and how you see him first, Mm -hmm. right? Because what's really important is that you understand the character of God. That's right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what that is, you can ask him and go ask somebody to help you. Like, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. The creator of the universe is totally fine with you questioning him. That's right. And so once you've had that revelation of how much he loves you and who he is and that he is trustworthy, right? Then you're actually positioned to be able to move forward with this because a lot of times I think we try and move forward without trusting his character mm-hmm. right and you may not trust all of it and there are different areas and that's okay nobody said get it perfectly right but there has to be a foundational level of trust I actually talked to somebody about this the other day because if you don't Trust somebody, and they come and correct you. You hear it as you're a terrible person, and right. you don't like me. If you trust them and they correct you, you automatically go, "Oh, this doesn't feel good." But I know you love me, and I know you want what's best for me, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna listen, probably, yeah. right? I'm gonna <laughs> probably in <laughs> maybe <world. laughs> for all the little brooks out there, you may <laughs> question it, but no. But so then after that, you're gonna move th- through and just say, okay. You know, all right, Lord. So these hurts, these specific things, these struggles that I have, where is it rooted? Yeah, where is it rooted? Show me the root. Show me the agreements that I've made. What are Mm -hmm. the lies that I have believed? Okay, and the areas of unforgiveness that I need to deal with. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and let him just kind of show those places to you, reveal it to you, and then you can walk through actually processing those out.
1: Well, I mean, I think obviously just at the end of the day, staying connected to the source of life and the source of joy is is going to be pivotal. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in that staying, just staying immersed in the word and right. in truth. And the, I just, you know, the more you're staying immersed in truth, the more you're going to recognize those lies when they pop up. Um, but then as we've said before, I mean, just don't isolate. Yeah. Don't it's huge. isolate. Um, and if you uh, can immerse yourself in a life-giving, loving, supportive community of people. Um, And you know what? If you don't feel like you have that... Then find it Mm -hmm. and if you think hey I don't really struggle with depression so I don't need it oh yes you do (laughs) yes you do (laughs) and like you don't have any idea what the future holds for you and at what point are something going to fall out from under your feet and you're going to wish you had that community around you so this is for everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this is not just for the people who are struggling but for you to find a group of people not that that are just fun and that you like hanging out with but that are safe people who will speak the truth to you who you do trust Um, I'm thinking back to when we did the the series on safe people the cloud and townsend but if you're like yeah. well i don't even know i can't ever find anybody i can trust okay well then just start there right. Read the book it helps to really like you may just have a hard time identifying someone who it's is true you may just always be drawn to toxic people and if that's the case there there needs to be um just almost a retraining of like what do i look for in someone who is safe and someone that i can actually trust and how can i surround myself with those people because here's what i can tell you it may not be easy it may not be a just like snap your fingers and they're all around you you, but like, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And the Lord wants it for you. Like I've had to have seasons of my life where I'm like, Lord, I know that you want this type of community for me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Mm -hmm. you want it. So I'm seeking it. I'm doing my part. And then I have to believe that he'll do his part and bring those people alongside. Um, so I think that's important for people who are struggling, but just for all of us, really (laughs) friendly reminder for everyone. everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I would say is just You know, there are pieces of this that I think are pretty, uh, for everyone, you need to process hurts, you need to renew your mind, you need to walk in forgiveness, like those are things that are universal for every one of us, finding life-giving community, all of those things are important. But then I think the Lord is also going to have very specific things for you. That's right. Like he's going to know your situation, he's going to know what steps you might need to take, Um, and he's got the best strategy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get some good strategies from other people and people who love you and counselors and all that, but like he's going to have the best one and so if you can learn how to hear his voice and then be obedient to whatever it is that he's he calls you to do, whether it's, you know, maybe potentially looking for a new job or reading a specific book or calling somebody and apologizing, um, eating better, sleeping more, working out. I don't know what it is, but like, he's going to give you those steps. And so for you to be listening
0: for that and seeking it out and then following through with whatever he calls you to do. So all of those things that you would find if you Google overcoming these things, but what God does is he goes, these are the things that you as my individual son or daughter need to begin to implement. Mm -hmm while you're doing the heart work mm-hmm. and while you're getting to the root of things. He's just so awesome. Mm-hmm. He's so strategic and so practical when we give him space to be, which is so great. Yep. So Those are some really helpful things to do if you're identifying that, gosh, there's some heart hurts that I need to ad- identify and to deal with, but what if it is more of a spiritual warfare thing? You're mm-hmm. realizing there's a spiritual component to the depression I'm struggling with or the depression someone that I love is struggling with or the suicidal stuff that's kicking yeah. up. What are some practical things that you can do and it always helps to start with scripture james 4 7 states submit yourselves then to god resist the devil and he will flee from you um and really, I love, love, love the scripture because so often I think we can get to the place where we're like, resist the devil and he will flee, resist the devil and he will flee, Resi-. Yes, but there's a little part before that that talks about making sure you submit yourselves to God, and so really making sure first and foremost, getting with the Lord and saying, have I first and foremost have I committed my life to you? Have I accepted your death on the cross? Am I in a relationship with Jesus? And from that place, going, okay, am I surrendered to your will, Lord? Like Brooke talked about a minute ago, do I trust? your character? Do I believe that you are not a man that you should lie? Do I believe that you are a God who is for me and willing to do what it takes? And then once you realize, okay, I am in a submitted place before the Lord, then you're in a position to resist the devil and he will flee. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't miss that first part. We can go all day long screaming at the devil and there's something to be said about taking your authority, but understanding that the word makes it very clear that once you're submitted, then you take on the authority in Christ, Yep. then the name of Jesus is the name above every name. So that's kind of the starting place. Make sure you're submitted and you're walking that out well.
2: Yeah. And I think too, with spiritual warfare, people can, you know, make it weird. Um, yeah, we Christians are super good at that, <laughs> we um, make weird. and so we do. We make them weird, uh, and sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, but I think another piece of that too is that not being overwhelmed by saying, well, how do I submit? How do I, you know, but actually taking that in a place of, okay, so I have to figure out how to submit, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got to do that first and kind of breaking these things down, you know, because I was even thinking, Mel, as you were talking about, like maybe, you know, some things need to shift in your life and finding community and all of that. That can feel overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that piece. But I think that's what the enemy loves to do. This is too much. This is too big. This is too too whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell you the people that I know that have been in deep clinical depressions and have walked out of that with Mm -hmm. the Lord are the people that go, I cannot get up and go to my counselor's office but I know that you will come pick me up and take me. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not depressed enough that I won't be at the door when you show up, you yeah. know, or whatever, or, Hey, I'm going to get you a key. Cause you might have to come get me out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's some things that do what you have to do. That's right. Um, and so I want to say, you know, just like even spiritually in spiritual warfare, break it down. It mm-hmm. does not have to be overwhelming and then be comfortable with consistently seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And saying, okay, Lord, so here's the deal. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm dealing with. And you know, what are the lies I believe, as we mentioned, that the unforgiveness in my heart guys that will that will bind you Mm -hmm. up in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways you know um am I opening doors mm-hmm. that I don't even realize? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talked about this a lot with pornography. I think that's a pretty easy one to do to say, if you're continuing to watch pornography, you're continuing to open doors. Well, the same thing with your depression. Are you constantly looking up your symptoms? Are you constantly talking about this thing? It does it right. feel like it is now part of your identity. Like what, you know, what are you setting your mind to, right? The Lord talks about setting thinking good thoughts mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. taking thoughts captive that's right that means that that is an active thing that we have to do you know and it's funny because people are like, i'm just too depressed to do that but are you looking up your symptoms all the time yes well here's an idea let's look up other things right. that are that like we can shift some things but let the lord show you mm-hmm. whatever that is it may be a certain show like who knows yeah but let him personalize that so to true. you um you know, and just address them as he leads. And sometimes, you know, you may do good one day and not the next, but keep at it mm-hmm. because so he's good. not leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not leaving. Um, and take authority and just knowing that, you know, I've, I've talked about this before and I love talking about this at Empower. You know, I used to think authority was just spending all my time figuring out what the enemy was doing, mm-hmm. but taking authority is just spending time with the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, it does not take a lot of effort to worship, mm-hmm. just That's to true. listen to music. It does not take a lot of effort, you know, to draw whatever it is. That you are in, you know, community with the Lord, where mm-hmm. you're in relationship with Him, and He just asks you to be and know that He's there too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to do it, but it's really not a lot of effort. And so I think that you know, spending time with Him is really because when you're with Him, the enemy can't be there. That's right. So your authority in Christ is actually knowing how to be with Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good.
0: Well,
1: Brooke, I think it's important that. You know we as we wrap up today, we kind of go back to what you said earlier, just about how this can feel so big and this mm-hmm. can feel so overwhelming and complex, and like how do I even begin, and this is going to be so hard, and it's going to take so much time? you know like we can get really overburdened by that, but I think if we can always go back to the fact that first of all, as we are talking about these things, we're talking from a place of having seen countless young women That's right. healed and set free from these things. Um, and so it's not just like, oh, this is an idea. Maybe this could work. No, I mean, we see the, for the fruit and we see mm-hmm. testimonies all the time of people who've overcome um, and just understanding how worth it it is yeah. and how worth it that long, hard journey can be. And it can feel overwhelming, but nothing is beyond mm-hmm. our God and nothing is too hard for him. And he's not overwhelmed by it. That's right. He's not going, oh, I don't even know what to do about this situation. <laughs> (laughs) Right. Like he is very capable of bringing that healing that can seem overwhelming to us. Um, But then I think also just realizing that when you do choose to walk that journey, that on the other side of that, you don't even know how many people are going to be affected by your choice to walk that journey. And as Nancy always loves to say to people, um, who's on the other side of your obedience? Mm -hmm. Who is on the other side of you choosing to walk this journey today and how many tomorrows for other people are going to be affected by what you've chosen today? You know, so good. so I just think we have to keep that perspective in mind and, and even just remember, like it says in Revelation, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And when you choose this journey and the, when the Lord does set you free and when he you do your part and he does his part and you see that miracle happen, the testimony that you have to the rest of the world um, is huge mm-hmm. and the enemy is just defeated once again. Um, awesome. So it's just worth it. This was a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a lot. We could probably keep going, um, but we do need to wrap this up. and I think um, for all of you listeners, uh, we're going to be kind of uh, still focusing in on the holiday season in these next few weeks. um, We're going to be Um, bringing back actually some of the shows that we've recorded in the past on the Christmas holidays and just kind of all that that can bring. When we were talking through what we wanted to cover, we realized like, oh, it's basically all the same things that we covered last year. So instead (laughs) of just recording all of that again, we're just going to bring some of those shows back because we just feel like those very specific topics about creating boundaries, choosing joy, rest, all of those different things around the holiday season are so important. So we hope that uh, you will join us then and just remember Remember that we would love to hear from you guys as we start looking into 2018 and what we want to be talking about on Mercy Talk. We'd love to hear from you on your ideas, your questions, your thoughts. So uh, contact us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love your ideas and your thoughts. And we hope that you will join us next week.